I'm going against the grain on what a lot of people teach. Hey, podcast listener, you're about to discover insider tips, tricks, and secrets to making more sales and converting more prospects into customers with email marketing. For more information about the email marketing podcast or the autoresponder guy, go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast. Hey, everybody, we're back with another edition of the podcast. I'm David Allen from MakeWordsPay.com. I'm your host, as usual, and today we have an exciting guest, uh, someone that goes back to the very beginning of my own copywriting career when I took one of his courses. His name is Jay White. He's from GetCopywritingClients.com. Jay, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, David. It's good to, to be here, and thank you for making me sound like uh, an old man in this in this game. <laughs> Because I am honestly, I'm I'm an older I'm an older folks uh, older guy in this game, but you know that with with age comes experience. So that's right, and wisdom, hopefully. Hopefully, I don't know. You have to ask my wife about that. So what's interesting is that, uh, like we talked about off the air, is I, I took one of your courses back with an AWAI course, Autoresponder Apprentice, which is now called Email Copy Made Easy. And uh, that was the second, I think, copywriting course I ever took. But you've been sort of off the radar, my radar anyways. Maybe this is an unfair statement, but you've sort of been off my radar for a while. And then recently, I uh, attended a couple of your awesome webinars. So maybe take us back to the beginning. Like, how did you get into all this? Give us your superhero origin story of where you came from and then uh, bring us up to the day. Well, you know, I've been writing about 20 years. Um, I didn't I didn't set out to be a copywriter. It was not a dream. It was not a, a goal. You know, I didn't even... I didn't even ever think about running my own business. You know, I, I came from a family where, you know, you went to work for a guy and then you worked for them for 40 years and then you retired and you, you know, just the typical uh, thing. I never, I never dreamed about owning my own business, but in, uh, I guess it was 1997, maybe 1998. um, I answered an ad in a newspaper. Somebody was looking locally here for a, a, radio commercial writer. Hmm. And uh, at the time I was working in the insurance industry, I was I was just freshly married, about 30 years old and uh, not just not going anywhere. You know, I knew that insurance wasn't for me. And um, what I was doing was probably going to put me in an early grave because of the stress. And so I answered this ad and I got this little little bitty job writing in the basement of a, of a radio station writing commercials. And I was making nothing. I mean, just, it was just a pittance. But I was having a blast. <laughs> right. Uh, for some reason, I, I had a knack for plugging into the rhythm, to the pacing, to the, to the format of a good radio commercial. And the only thing that I can think of that prompted that was, you know, 30 plus years of listening to classic rock radio in my car with my buddies and hearing commercials over and over and over again. So you pretty soon you got to, you know, you, there, there's a format to them. Mm -hmm. Hey, do you want this? Well, here's the answer and here's the details and here's how to get it. And so I, I just kind of plugged into that and I had a knack for it. And uh, next thing you know, I was um, winning some awards and uh, you know, things like that. And I thought, well, maybe I'm onto something here. I, I ended up moving from there into a catalog writing gig. We have a, uh, the Bass Pro Shops headquarters is, is nearby where I live here in mm -hmm. Southwest Missouri. And uh, they were looking for a catalog writer. And I thought, well, here's a good step up. And so I went in there and um, 
started writing catalog copy. And I did that for six or seven years. And let me tell you, that was the best education I could have ever received as a copywriter uh, because they throw you into the mix and it's like, you've got 50 words to sell this product, go. <laughs> and, uh, right. you know, sometimes the product is a, it costs 99 cents and sometimes it costs $99 and sometimes it costs $999. So you really yeah. get your feet to the fire in that situation. But let me tell you, that was where I really honed my copywriting skills. And what was going on all this time is, was I was learning how to write really good direct response copy. I just didn't know it. Right. I was just doing what I was came natural to me. Um, in about 2004, uh, I had the opportunity, well, uh, the opportunity, I decided to go freelance. Right. And uh, big decision, huge, huge, you know, move on my part. But uh, my wife and I felt like it was the best move. And uh, so, you know, here, after a, a while of, of kind of arranging and moving, uh, in 2006, I actually uh, did it. I actually, in January 2006, I launched my freelance career. And I never looked back. Um, I quickly became one of the email and autoresponder copywriters of choice to the internet marketing guru elite at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're talking guys like Rich Sheffrin and Jeff Walker, Alex Mondozian did some stuff for Jay Abraham, uh, Stephen Pierce, Joe Com, a lot of the guys at the time who were big, who were big names. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was their email and autoresponder guy for, for the most part. And the reason I was able to, to excel in that area so quickly is because I had honed my short copy skills in catalog and I was able to move those right into an email format. I didn't know how to write emails. You know, I remember the first time somebody said, can you write me an autoresponder? I said, what's an autoresponder? You know? <laughs> right. I mean, I, I didn't know. So, but all I did was do what I had already known how to do. And that was take a, a short piece of copy and turn it into a selling prospect and, uh, or selling to a prospect. And, yeah. uh, you know, my career kind of took off from there. 2009, I was able to hook up with uh, AWAI and we released Autoresponder Apprentice. It was one of the biggest launches they ever had. Um, teaching people how to write autoresponders. We rebranded that a few years ago as email copy made easy. It's still one of their best sellers. I do a lot more coaching and teaching these days than I do writing. In fact, uh, I, I hardly do any writing at all. I focus just on my students. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, been, it's been quite a ride, but uh, it's been a great ride. And I'm really, I'm really looking forward to what's next. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's a great story. Uh, like I said, originally I was one of the purchases of that product. And I thought it was great. It was right until the point and made things uh, very easy to understand. Uh, I had some previous experience with the Matt Fury uh, system, mm -hmm. I guess. And yeah, it was just along those same lines. It's, you know, yet another person sort of trumpeting the same sort of ideas and which, uh, you know, I was impressed with as well. It's just uh, the casual conversation. I think you called it like water cooler talk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. that's, that that's really the crux of my whole style. You know, I, guys, I, I didn't, um, I didn't go out and read something from a, from a direct remark or direct marketing uh, guru or some advertising, right. you know, stalwart. And so, so yeah, water cooler talk is one of those things that uh, is, is kind of the crux of my whole email structure. And uh, it, it's, it's the way that I approach emails. And what that is really is that is just basically uh, talking in a natural, unhindered, no-selling type of, of, of way that you would 
around the water cooler in the morning at work. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it, it involves uh, getting somebody, drawing somebody into an email by saying something and doing something that causes them to literally lean in. And when I mean lean in, I mean, you know, walking, think about it. If you're, if there's a group around the water cooler and, and somebody walks up and says, oh, you wouldn't believe the morning I just had. <laughs> well, what does everybody do? They stop what they're doing. They look directly at that person. They lean in and then, and they're like, what, you know? What are we talking about? What do you give it up? Or even if you walk up and you say, uh, you wouldn't believe what my kid did today, or you wouldn't believe what happened to me on the way to work, or I'm, I'm so mad I could spit nails or, or <laughs> I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm cracking up so bad over what I just saw. All these things are, are little statements that cause people to stop what they're doing and pay attention to you and lean in. And that's extremely important in an email, especially today when there's an inbox that has hundreds of emails every morning waiting for people to address them. How do you get their attention? How do you get them to open it? And how do you get them to engage in the email and lead them down the process to a, uh, to clicking a link and, you know, taking an action. So that's really what my uh, process, my whole thing kind of revolves around is the concept of water cooler talk. Yeah. I think that's uh, that's perfect. Perfect way to describe it. I think uh, when I took that original Matt Fury course, he would say like, write like you talk, talk like you write. You exactly, know, uh, exactly. And that's just the perfect uh, casual converse. I heard John Carlton say the same thing and, and so mm-hmm. forth. One interesting anecdote I will say that I'd never really heard before, and this is a way for pe- people who maybe, uh, maybe English isn't your first language or you're not uh, f- familiar with, maybe if you're writing for markets that you're not that familiar with, but you speak the language. David Garfinkel gave me an absolutely great, tip one time where he said you uh and he had to do this somebody somebody told him to do this i think which was he went into like a starbucks or something and just recorded people talking mm-hmm. yeah and then transcribed it or whatever just to see how you know real people interact it's not like you don't know but it's like when you have a second reference point it's kind of like oh okay yeah yeah and you know i i teach my students this all the time it's if they if they send me a piece that they want to use as a sample on their website uh or it, you know it, they're, they're writing for a client and they want me to critique and it looks like it was written as, um, uh, you know, like a technical document or something. Right. There's an old, there's an old movie uh, called Beetlejuice. I don't know if you remember yeah. it from oh, the yeah. 80s or whatever, but uh, they, there was a, there was a part in Beetlejuice where somebody had left the, like the guidebook to the afterlife right. in the house. And every time somebody would open it, they'd read it and they'd go, my gosh, this reads like stereo instruction. <laughs> and that's the first thing I always think of when, when I see some of this stuff. Like, I'm reading stereo instructions. No, talk like people or write like people talk. Get into the conversation in their head. Use short uh, phrases. Start your sentences with prepositions. You know, you don't right. have to be completely, you know, use contractions. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't believe how many people do not want to use contractions. Well, guess what? Nobody talks that way. Yeah. So uh, write like they talk and make it comfortable for them to consume the words. If people have to work through a piece of copy, David, they will not do it, period. No. No. They won't do it. And when I say work, I mean, you know, oh, that that copy block is more than four lines long. It mm-hmm. looks like it's going to be work. I'm not going to read this. And sometimes that's all it takes. Uh, or if it reads clunky, if it reads, uh, you know, like stereo instructions, if it's not interesting, if it doesn't engage, if it not, if it doesn't flow smoothly from one thing to the next, they will not read it. So you got to plug into that mindset when you're writing. Yeah, that's really the uh, one of the real cruxes when they, you know, it's a one-to-one conversation. And so, you know, when you get that feeling from it, from reading something really well-written in terms of using that technique, 
then it really seems like that person is speaking right to you yes. and, just, and just you. And that's, that's really what compels people to read and to act. And the, a good point, you made a good point there a second ago about a one-to-one conversation. I have a lot of people who say, well, you know, do I need to change the way I talk for B2B emails or for B2B mm-hmm. copy? And I'm like, no, we're not building to building here. Okay? <laughs> Buildings don't talk to buildings. It's P2P. It's people to people. So talk to them like you would normally talk to them. Do you want to uh, bulk up your your gr- your grammar a little bit because it is a business type environment maybe but you don't you know i used for a while there i worked for some people who uh who used to um want me to write these things from from the company to another company and uh oh my goodness this the, <laughs> it was like yes i understand you have an mba we all know that. <laughs> you know but good lord can we just talk to each other in in a way that makes sense for everybody um, yeah. I just, I, I, I don't subscribe to that notion. It's like, let's just talk to each other and do business and, and be real instead of trying to be something that we're not. Yeah. You really come across that when you start writing for other people is, uh, on websites and, and their sales material, whatever is that it's got this very sterile. I don't want to mm-hmm. offend anybody. I'm mm-hmm. trying to stay away from anything controversial and it, it gets so far away from anything that it just doesn't resonate at all. And it seems like a robot just spit it out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And nobody wants to read that. Nobody no. will, you know, mm-hmm. we want, we want to be, uh, uh, we want to read things that are interesting. We want to read things that are engaging, that please us and that entertain us, you know, and it has to be, it has to be easy and it has to be, uh, you know, quick to consume. Now for yourself, Jay, did you, uh, do you read stuff, anything in particular outside of, uh, you know, like, uh, I remember back, you know, when I got into copywriting, uh, Gary Halbert would suggest mm-hmm. to people to, to read Travis McGee, uh, detective novels yeah, uh, and stuff like that. And I know people read, you know, uh, the Jack Reacher novels I've heard people talk about and, and uh, so forth. Is there any, you know, what are some of your favorites? Did you read outside of, you know, for writing purposes, did you read outside of, uh, you know, fiction and stuff like that? You know, that's an interesting lesson. Um, a, a lot of people ask me, you know, have you read, you know, this business book or that business book or whatever? Mm-hmm. And I, you know, as far as that kind of stuff, I have a confession to make. I, those things are just as boring as all get out to me. <laughs> um, and I, I understand that they're helpful and there's, there's new ideas there, but oh, every time I try to pick one up, you know, I just want to fall asleep. Now, what I did, and I think this, you touched on something here. I grew up as a reader. I read everything I could get my hands on. I had a stack of comic books in my room that was like three feet high. And I'm sure if I still had those today, I'd be probably a multimillionaire because some of those, you know, <laughs> yeah. a Spider-Man one and, and, you know, whatever. But I used to read those things over and over and over again. And then I would read short stories and novels. And um, I think that that has helped me to hone my craft a li- even better uh, along the way. So one thing that I do when I when I feel my writing getting stale, mm-hmm. and this happens to everybody, you know, you kind of level off and you go, you know, and you just kind of get into a little rut. I always go out and I get a new novel. And guys I, I like to read are uh, people like Stephen King, mm-hmm. who, uh, who can describe a situation and uh, just so brilliantly. Guys like, um, I'm kind of a Tom Clancy novel. Okay. Uh, uh, fan, you know, uh, even though Tom's gone now, but I still like to read his stuff. There's just, it, when you read a good author, it's like it imprints on you or what you need to do to make your copy work. And it's not just um, uh, 
syntax or mm -hmm. grammar or anything like that, which is important. It's also painting a picture. You know, these guys can paint a picture so sharply in your head that you're see, literally seeing everything. And uh, you're also filling in spots, you know, that, that maybe they didn't subscribe or they didn't d describe uh, so clearly, but you're filling it in automatically because everything else is, is so brilliantly done. And so that's what helps me. It helps me to kind of refresh my picture painting technique and to really approach the copy in a new and fresh way after reading some really good fiction. So that brings us sort of up to where you're at today. I uh, got in contact with you uh, uh, after listening to a couple of your webinars, which I thought mm -hmm. were excellent. And you have some interesting uh, takes on what people teach nowadays. So maybe, uh, take, you know, take us forward. You said you've kind of, your writing is kind of uh, in the past, sort of mostly behind you, and you're into coaching and helping students. So maybe let's get into that a bit. Yeah, you know, once I... Uh, released my product through AWAI, I had a lot of people start approaching me about, do you do personal coaching? And I never even thought about it. But uh, I, I, I started working out a program where I could help copywriters basically get client ready. And that was uh, all about trying to get them working and, and moving forward in their career as, as, as good as possible. And not just an email copy, but in their entire copywriting career. Right. Um, one of the things that uh, inevitably was a big hurdle and a big stopping point for my students was marketing. No matter how well they could write, no matter how uh, far along they were in their copywriting journey, they always got to the marketing point and started to stumble. Hmm. I don't know how to contact clients. I don't know where to find clients. What niche should I be in? If I do talk to somebody, what do I say? If they want to talk to me, how do I reply? You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it just went on and on. So finally, I kind of pulled back my coaching uh, program. Well, actually, I, I, I kind of pulled it off the market and I started to rework it. And now it's reworked into just a marketing program for copywriters. And it's all marketing centric. It's, it's been really, really, I've done this, uh, I guess it's probably been about six or eight months now and it's really, really taken off and gotten a lot of, uh, a, a good head of steam as they say. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what I've done is, um, one of the things you were, you were kind of alluding to here is, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going against the grain on what a lot of people teach. And, you know, I've seen people out there that uh, will teach the fact that you need to be this type of copywriter in this type of niche. So you have to, you have to establish yourself as a email copywriter in the health and wellness niche or as a social media copywriter in the financial niche. That's the only way to be successful. In fact, I just saw uh, a young lady in a video the other day saying, oh, you, specializing is the only way that you get clients these days. And I'm like, bloating. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, you know, I understand a specialization thing and I understand you thinking, ooh, I want to do this and ooh, I want to do that. But here's what you got to remember. A client wants a copywriter that they can hand everything to. They don't want five different copywriters that specialize in five different things. Mm -hmm. They don't want to think, okay, um, I need some web copy. Which one of these people is my web copy guy? This, You're no, right. that's my email guy. And she's, she's only social media. So no, 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 no. You know what they want? They want you mm -hmm. to come in and take care of whatever they need. Period. End of story. Do you think they want all those people to, to juggle and, and, and try to, you know, work projects around? No, you've got to make it simple 
for the client. What I see in this whole niching thing is that people are trying to um, set themselves up as as a cert, in a certain way, and they're not thinking about what the client wants. Right. Okay. If you set yourself up as a certain copywriter in a certain niche, guess what? You're the box of clients, uh, possible clients that you have is very, very tiny. Mm-hmm. Okay. However, if you go into a certain niche that you're more knowledgeable, experienced in, or passionate about, and you walk in and you say, here's what, who I am, here's what I do, here's what makes me uh, unique, which mm-hmm. is my knowledge and experience or passion in this particular niche, and here's how to contact me. Well, that gives them all the reason to just say, yeah, what how, how, you know, what can we do to, together? Mm-hmm. You know, when you walk in and you say, what can I do for you? As opposed to, I want to write your emails or I want to write your Facebook posts. Well, guess what? They may not need Facebook posts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, one of the examples I, I have on my webinar right now is uh, my own experience in this. You know, I was mm-hmm. the email and autoresponder guy for a long, long time. And, uh, you know, I was doing very well in that. Well, inevitably people would contact me for emails and autoresponders and I, we would make a deal and they, they'd say, great. Now, do you also do right. landing pages? Do you also do sales letters? Guess what? They needed more from me. Yeah. And you know what I did, guys? I would say, no, I don't do that. <laughs> and so literally, literally, they were pushing another stack of money over to me on the table and saying, would you like to take this money, Jay? And I was saying, oh, no, I just want this stack <laughs> over here that has emails and autoresponders. You know, it took me, because I'm, I'm thick-headed, it took me a couple years before I realized, wait a minute, <laughs> what money am I giving up here on the table? I don't know if I fell down or if I bumped my head or how this, this epiphany came to me, but, um, you know, finally I said, I can't believe I'm doing this. And so I would walk in and I would say, instead of saying, I'm an email writer, can I write your emails? I would walk in and I say, I'm Jay White. I'm a direct response copywriter and marketer. What can I do for you? Hmm. And guess what? They tell you everything that they need. And when they tell you everything that they need, you say, I can help you with that. You go back, you make a proposal that gives them everything that they need. You come back and they write you a check. It's that simple. But it's all about thinking about what the client wants as opposed to to what you want to be or how you want to present yourself. Does yeah, that make sense? That makes great sense. It makes yeah. great sense. And it's true. I think I did the same thing actually, uh, which is interesting because I, I learned about emails first. And as a result, I really only thought about emails because I'd taken courses like we talked about earlier. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to do email. And mm-hmm. I had the exact same thing happen to me as when and, and it wasn't even that people even asked me as it's when they did the email, I looked at some of their other stuff and I said, well, this is not going to work very well if these emails kick ass, but they go to sales pages that are like atrocious. Yeah. This isn't going to work, you know? So uh, I said, well, you got to fix this too, you know? And I almost talked my way into more work uh, because of basically saying this isn't going to work unless you do this. So yeah, it's very interesting that well, sometimes you just got to go, you know, don't do what we did and, and do it the hard way. Do what Jay's saying. Yeah. And you know, it's so much easier when you do it that way and, and it frees you up to work to write anything for everybody well jay that is great information you've been a entertaining and knowledgeable guest uh, on the show today if people want to get in touch with you uh, what's the best way to get in touch well i have a uh, webinar set up at getcopywritingclients.com. that's getcopywritingclients.com. Uh, free webinar uh, i go into a lot more detail in in some of the things i talked about today and then at the end you'll have a, an opportunity to get on a call with me if you like and to talk further about what we do and to see if you're a good fit for my program 
Some people are, some people aren't. Uh, but this is, uh, you know, if you are a copywriter, if you're a freelance writer at, at all, you know, I, I don't want to mm -hmm. put you just into the copywriting box. If you're an article writer, a blog writer, an email writer, a cop, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. case studies, uh, white papers, it doesn't really matter. Um, if, if you're a freelance writer who wants to make money from, from, from what you do or is not making enough money from what you do, my webinar will help kind of open your eyes a little bit to a few things and get you rolling in the right direction. And like I said, at the end, if you want to schedule some time with me, I'll talk with you personally and we'll see if you're a good fit. Maybe I can help you, maybe not. But either way, my webinar will help you to move forward in your career. I promise you. GetCopywritingClients.com. Absolutely. I agree. I watched the webinar myself. It's fantastic. It's, it's funny too, which is, it's entertaining. So it's uh, well put together. And that, that in and of itself is a great lesson. Actually, the it's, webinar itself. It's, it's just me, man. You know, I can't be, I, I literally just before we got on this call, I was listening to another webinar by somebody and it mm. was so clean and so pre precise and the mm. graphics were beautiful. And God bless this, this woman. She's very, very good at what she does. But I, and I was watching this and thinking, God, I sound like an idiot on mine, but you know what? I don't know how else to do it. You're, you're, you know, there's my uh, wife's father has a saying. He says, you're, this is who I am, warts and all. And that's kind of what I say. That's kind of how I feel. When you see me, this is Jay, warts and all. And I'm, and I'm, I really, I just give you everything I can to help you. Um, I don't hold back. Yeah. Um, and so if you want just an all shucks Midwest, you know, dork to uh, help you with your copywriting <laughs> career, then I'm your guy. <laughs> well, thanks a lot, Jay. I really want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show and, uh, and drop such valuable knowledge to all our all our freelancers and, and would-be freelancers. Well, I appreciate it, David. And again, getcopywritingclients.com. Uh, check out my webinar, no obligation. Just, uh, you know, just check it out and, uh, and hopefully we'll all be talking to you soon. For everybody else, uh, you know, what a fantastic show this was. A lot of great knowledge there, stuff you should be doing every day. Like Jay says, if you don't have 20 minutes to spend marketing yourself as a copywriter, then you shouldn't be in this industry, period. And hopefully we'll be back again, you know, with another just as exciting, just as knowledgeable guest next week on the show. Until then. And if you want copy that converts on time, guaranteed, then just head over to makewordspay.com slash copy and get on my waiting list. I've recently opened it up again to new clients. Hey everybody, thanks for listening. If you wanna discover more insider tips, tricks, and secrets about driving sales with email marketing, sign up for daily email tips from the autoresponder guy. Go to dropdeadcopy.com slash podcast, sign up, confirm your email address, and I'll send you daily emails on how to improve your email marketing and make more sales via email. You'll find out why open rates don't matter and the seven-letter word that underlies all effective marketing and much more. Oh,